Hi, I'm Tom Merritt, CNET's author of The Real Deal. And I'm Tim Moynihan. I'm filling in for Molly Wood, and I'm senior associate editor at CNET. And welcome to Buzz Out Loud, our podcast of exactly 10.13 minutes. We stick to that. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're being hurried along today by Veronica because she has some Mexican food, free Mexican food she needs to get to. So no no bantering, Nothing. Moynihan. We need to we get just, down. Let's just report the news to business. Get out of here. Uh, let's talk about the Apple battery first. This is a, a via slash dot. Uh, a county, San Mateo County judge granted final approval of a settlement in the iPod class action suit uh, so that if you have a first or second generation uh, iPod, uh, even if you've never had a problem with your battery, you can get 25 to $50 cash or credit. I think it's $25 cash and $50 credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have a third generation iPod, uh, you are entitled to a free replacement battery if your battery ever fails. And your deadline, submit your claim by uh, September 30th. That's so, a cutoff. Yeah. If you got it. This is uh, according to Apple Insider via slash dot. Now, here's the thing. Apple should have made the battery work in the first place. Right. And I have never gotten down into what was the advantage. Was it cheaper? Was it, I mean, do you know? Well, I think, I mean, it, it might have been actually a competitive strategy on their part mm-hmm. so that uh, you have to, you know, buy a new iPod or come back into them to get a new battery. That's the theory is that, yeah. you know, you you would force people to want to upgrade. Right. Because one of the, yeah, it's one of the iPod gambits, right, is to put it out new versions, varying flavors, the U2 version, mm-hmm. uh, to try to get people to want to continually upgrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there I, haven't, yeah, there haven't really been any enhancements to the iPod other than... You know, these new versions. Color or, screen. Right. The bigger capacity. But that's just, you know, that's the iPod photo, and they just basically rebranded it, right? Yeah. 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 Uh-oh, Veronica's the, uh, look, looking darts your way. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's a, it's, it's, it's big news because, you know, people were complaining for a long time it was a controversy, and there, there were a lot of hacks on how to replace the battery yourself, but then Apple would say it would violate your service warranty, and so the suit has finally settled that, in fact, yeah, that battery was not... Okay, and so people are getting compensated mm-hmm. for it. I think that's good. That is good. Uh, let's move on to the Microsoft virus. This also via slash night. Pretty hilarious. <laughs> Microsoft has a new virus. Microsoft has a new virus. That's not such big news. The, yeah. the, the weird thing is that it is measles. Yes. Uh, apparently, a worker returning from overseas brought a case of measles back and went around for four days before people discovered that he had measles, <laughs> and he has now infected people both in Microsoft and around the city of Redmond. Uh, it, it's not funny. I it's, mean, people have yeah, got measles. Funny. We wish the guy the best. Yeah, we, we hope, hope he. We hope he know, gets and, better. And anyone he infected, because measles is highly contagious. And mo- uh, yeah, most people are uh, vaccinated for it, I believe, uh, at a young age. But those vaccinations wear off because they're not expecting to be uh, exposed to it. Gotta get your dip tech. Gotta get your measles. So if so, anybody from Microsoft sends you an email with an ex- uh, a file attached called measles.exe. <laughs> Do not click on it. Is there a patch for that for people in Redmond? <laughs> I think that the, they yeah, can get. The, yeah, yeah. You have to go to the doctor's office for, for more information. Ask your doctor <laughs> how to fix the measles virus. All right, another big story. Uh, BBC News reporting that the internet is growing at a much slower rate now. This is a little bit of fear, uncertainty, and doubt because it is uh, slumped from a hundred four percent growth rate to a 49% growth rate. It's still growing at a fantastic rate, but what's happening is it's growing a little slower than it had been. Uh, And they're attributing it to several things, including uh, slowing of adoption of high-speed net service and the fact that just a lot of people already have it. So, you know, they they do what they do on it. 
And I've seen stories in the past that assert that, you know, when people first adopt uh, internet technology into their home, when they first get the internet, they, they go online a lot. Mm. And then they kind of, the novelty wears off and they settle down into whatever pattern they're going to use, whether it's a utility thing or an entertainment area, but the traffic goes down. So I, I think that slowing of adoption and it becoming just kind of a regular thing. I mean, most people in the United States have access to the internet, even if they don't necessarily have it at home, probably have it at work. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I don't think uh, the internet's in danger. I mean, I think the, uh, the drop off, (laughs) I think, I think it's still going to be big. Yeah. Give, it, give it a little bit of time. Uh, yeah. CNET now has a website, I heard. Yeah, this, this internet thing is going to yeah. be huge, <laughs> folks. Yeah, it's, 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 it's funny when this stuff comes out because big st- it's a big story in the BBC about it, and, and people are making a big deal about it. Growth rates in some, sto- some territories are staying high. Uh, Asia, 76%, 70% in Latin America. Uh, and those are areas that were lagging behind earlier on. So it's, it's just becoming ubiquitous. I mean, these kind of stories are going to seem as silly as uh, a story talking about the growth uh, growth rate of electrical electricity adoption right. <laughs> in the fu- in the future or phone service right. things like that now the, those are serious things still in third mm-hmm. world and 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 uh, developing countries and the internet probably will continue to be there mm-hmm. as well you got nothing to say to that no i threw out the develop- said, developing world and you said it all tom i have a question <laughs> yeah when you say growth of the internet, do you mean growth of people using the internet or growth of the amount of pages on the internet? People using. Yes, right? it, yeah. is, it is usage traffic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, it. that's what this, this study is about anyway. So we got one last story, right? We got yeah. the, um, oh, DVDs that destruct themselves. The return of DivX. Right. Okay, so, so di- just to bring a few people up to speed that may not know this, DivX is now used as the name of a codec mm-hmm. that compresses video and it's traded freely on the internet. But that's an homage to an earlier concept of a commercial product called DivX, which was a self-destructing <laughs> DVD. And I believe it's the same company. This is via Engadget. Uh, has the uh, Japan's Nippon Shupan Hambai has apparently licensed the technology for DivX, and they're coming out with something called FlexPlay, which is the same thing. It's a self-destructing DVD. It's uh, chemi- chemically, it is chemically charged so that when it is exposed to sunlight within 48 hours, it becomes unusable. So you got 48 hours to watch your movie, and then the thing is dead. It's basically a disposable DVD. So is this, I mean, are they basically trying to stop piracy by, um, you know, Cutting off the amount of time you would have to burn a DVD or, or is it just for, you know, one time use cheap DVDs? I think it's probably both. I mean, yeah. one, of, one of the aims of DivX originally was widespread adoption without worries of piracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if DVDs were all made extremely cheap, then anybody could copy them and, and distribute them widely because it'd be cheap to access them. But I mean, who, who wants to, this yeah. has been done before it was proved. DivX was a huge failure. Mm-hmm. Well, this is another reason not to go to the movie theater. <laughs> you just get a <laughs> yeah. DVD, watch it once, and it explodes. Consumers can bypass this by living in eternal darkness. Yes. <laughs> so they never expose or it to sunlight. Or oh, no. You know what? I'm sorry. I said sunlight, but I, w- I was wrong. It's oxygen. oxygen. Oh, So, well, yeah, it's a little harder. <laughs> living under it? No. If you keep your DVD player in a vacuum box. <laughs> Astronauts will have no problem watching these DVDs more than yeah. once. <laughs> that was a, a, mis, a misstep on my part. Expe- when they are exposed to oxygen, apparently, uh, um, they become unplayable after two days. So, 
They don't start smoking or anything, right? I mean, it's not going like, <laughs> to ruin your DVD player. Everybody, yeah, all these stories say self-destructing. Yeah, yeah. It's like Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's not like yeah. Mission Impossible. They just <laughs> they just stop working. But this is it's not going to happen. I mean, why do they even try? They should start marketing them as coasters. Well, they are going to. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the other thing is, you know, the environmental impact of this is such that. Uh, that's huge. Yeah. You're going to have, you're just, it's like almost as bad as AOL CDs. Yeah. If, actually, it won't be because nobody's going to buy these. Yeah, that's So true. it won't. <laughs> the only environmental impact is when they have to ditch their warehouse full of them. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Uh, finally, just uh, something we're working on here. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the top 10 list we have at the Power of 10 site. It's 10.cnet.com. Uh, we've been doing a lot of top 10 lists capturing the things that have happened over the past 10 years that CNET's been around, and we're working on the worst tech products of all time. That's a fun one. So yeah. this is this is something we need your help with, folks. Uh, we have QCAT, possibly on the list. This isn't the definitive list. These are just ideas. QCAT, Digicent. Digicent, which is uh, it's a little piece of hardware that you were supposed to plug into your computer and you could get smells over the internet mm-hmm. to enhance your... <laughs> Your internet experience. The uh, those pocket email devices mm-hmm. that you were supposed to be they did they weren't wireless. Mm-hmm. You just plugged them into a phone line and you could get your email, and they never never caught on. You don't use that anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, I do. Uh, Microsoft Bob, <laughs> which just that always makes people laugh. All you have to say is Microsoft Bob, which apparently, according to Wikipedia, that was a project managed by Melinda French, Bill Gates' girlfriend and mm-hmm. later wife. And, and it was the, and the last project, the last one she ever did. <laughs> well, what about uh, Windows Millennium Edition too? That was yeah. Windows Me might be yeah. on that list. There's lots of others. The Segway maybe should that mm-hmm. be on the list? I mean, we're still waiting for those cities to be rearchitected <laughs> yeah. uh, around the Segway. So send us uh, your favorites, Buzz at CNET.com, or give us a call one eight hundred six one six CNET. When we get the definitive list, uh, we'll bring it back on the show and let you know. Anything else before we uh, head out? I think that covers it. All right. Yeah. Thanks for filling in again, Tim. Molly Thanks, will be back Tommy. on Monday. Okay. See you later.